Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show, the greatest variety show on the planet. According to us, I'm Jake. And I'm Joe. This week we got some tech news coming at you from the world of Samsung. Uh, today, actually, the day of recording, they unveiled the Galaxy S8. I doubt it will be out by the time this episode goes live, so we're going to uh, give you some specs on that in case you haven't heard yet. Our discussion segment is going to be about death penalties, pulling the plug if you're on life support, and other things related to that. It, it could get pretty heavy, just a warning. That's pretty much it. We're going to see where the show goes. I got a few good things for light, and uh, I'm actually pretty excited about my song of the week. So, let's get to it. So, let's get into light this week. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of personal things that happened to me this week, but uh, there's some news in the movie world that I'm pretty excited about. I don't know if you've heard. You've probably heard It is oh, being yeah, Stephen redone. King. Stephen King's yeah. It is being redone. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there's a little cool little uh, tidbit of information I learned today that I thought was interesting. The original movie was released in 1990. Okay. His novel came out a few years before that, uh, but the it wasn't originally a movie. It was like a TV miniseries, like a three-part miniseries or whatever, but it came out in 1990. According to the book, the it, Pennywise, the, the the clown, he attacks children every 27 years. Oh, no way. And obviously, it's been 27 years since 1990. So yeah. this quote-unquote reboot isn't really a reboot. It's just, it's just It's been the 27th year, so he's coming back. So that gives them a clever way to quote-unquote reboot the series but use a completely different storyline if they want to. Yeah. Because these are going to be completely separate children. It's going to be taking place in the same same place, uh, Derry, Maine. Yeah. But it's it, it really it's a cool way for them to tell a different story without completely ripping off the original because technically it's right. a sequel. It's still using the information from the story so it like makes sense in... The story itself, as right. opposed to the real one. And I like that they're just calling this movie It again. So there's yeah. going to be It, and then there'll be It, and then maybe in another 27 years, we'll have another just It. Like, well, that would be cool every I mean, 27 years. It, two. <laughs> it, three. Just that, it's like, it sounds too comical. To right, right. Scared. It is almost a, a funny name of a movie. Like, hey, man, have, have you heard of It? Yeah. Like, how do you... What? <laughs> like, yeah, what are you talking about? You know, It. Have you heard of It? <laughs> But yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that that is cool. I, I I'm definitely gonna watch it. I love horror. I've I'm not a huge horror fan, so I don't know that I'll go see it in theaters. Uh, but I am interested in giving it a look. Uh, the trailer looks really good, so I might give it a watch. But I'm not a huge horror guy. I think the the quote unquote scariest movie I've watched is The Purge, and that's not really scary. That's just people killing other people. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a slaughterhouse. I like the. It's a good thing you like horror because well, I know I know Adria does. Well, she loves horror, yeah, but at the same time, she uh, until very recently refused to go to the movies to see a horror because she's she was self conscious about like shrieking Screaming, or in, peeing herself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a clown. <laughs> yeah, see, I like psychological horror. Like, uh, the Babadook was really cool, I think. Um, 
that's just the one thing that comes to mind. I'm not huge <laughs> into slashers. Uh, Oakley is just being such a pain. It's so Licking funny. The back of my head. Oakley, come over here, buddy. Get out of the way. Hop up here. <laughs> I'm not huge into slashers because it's just like you know, big monsters uh, running around and blood and gore everywhere. We know how I feel about blood now. So <laughs> I just like the stuff that that sits in your mind and like makes you think and like actually frightens you. So I hope it is more like that and not like a bloody gross movie. I've never read the book or seen the original uh like mini series, so I yeah. actually don't know the format of it. But I know Stephen King in general is pretty good about story it, building. It, it's a psychological horror. Good. He uh the the Pennywise character uh he like messes with your mind. Okay. So I I you, you I think you'll like it. Good. So you posted a status earlier today on Facebook and it got me thinking a little bit, so it's something I wanted to talk about. So your status is you know what really make you know what doesn't make a whole lot of sense, senior discounts, it's like congratulations on not being dead yet, here's a discount. <laughs> and you were saying Say say what you were saying. Because it seriously is just like, th- there's nothing special about it. You didn't earn it in any way. You're just still alive. And that's where I disagree because... Uh, I do hate old people. I have to, I don't think I do, but I crap on old people all <laughs> the time on this show. Well, you kind of do. But what, what I'm thinking is, like, they've dedicated... 50, 60 years of their lives to the working force. Okay. So the discount is like kind of like a thank you for like keeping America's economy but going. But everyone's going to do that. And it doesn't... Okay, so if you're on welfare all your life and you're 65, you can still take advantage of these discounts. That's true. You if can. If you're a rich person. But there's a lot of people on welfare now who take advantage of the system. Well, yeah, I know. So those people are going to probably continue to anyway. And I'm not saying I'm not against You're saying they don't discounts. deserve it. You're saying they don't deserve it. No, no, no. It. I'm not against Henry, senior discounts. Get, get down. But I just think get it's down. just Go like on. Go on. It, the the idea to me is just a little nonsensical. I don't know. I I get the idea of it, but I don't know. Because I'm just imagining... You know what happened? What inspired it was I drove to McDonald's and the woman in front of me uh, was like, I'd like a senior citizen's coffee, please. And it just, like, made me hate her. (laughs) I don't know why. It's not like she was doing anything wrong. I mean... I don't know. Well, her attitude was bad. Oh. And I was just like, you know what? Why is she getting a a cheap coffee? She's a jerk. (laughs) She shouldn't be getting a cheap coffee just because she's oh, not man. dead yet. Oh, well, uh, I know when I worked at Goodwill, um, they had a a membership where you could pay ten dollars a year, and it got and it gave you ten percent off all your purchases, which 10 is ten bucks a year. Yeah, dude, that which is, is a, a really steal. good deal for senior citizens. It was you pay ten dollars and you get ten percent off forever. You you don't have to pay again. It's oh, not wow. like a yearly recurring thing. Well, it's just ten dollars once and then forever. Because you know they don't have many years left. <laughs> Jeez, um, <laughs> you're just you're hard on oldies. You're hard on old people. That's probably why our audience is like preteens because you scare all the old people away. See if we if I just get like a random seventy year old guy that listens, he's just gonna be like, 
you know, I love the show. I love half the show. The, the other half, Jake, he's just, he's a jerk. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you don't like, I, I, it's a weird thing to have a issue with. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. You're gonna be. You're gonna be thankful when you're old enough to take advantage. I don't really have an issue with it. I just had enough of an issue of it to just be like, hey, I could spin this to make people laugh on Facebook, and then I made a status. Okay, that's, so that's really what it is. All right, but all right. but it does like. But what about like a, now that we're a student a it. student discount? Oh you, yeah, a student discount. You're choosing to go. Yeah, college. Yeah, you don't have to go. You're choosing to. So exactly. why do you suddenly deserve no, it, a discount? Exactly, because you're choosing to further your education. So you're saying With you a deserve senior, a discount? No, you don't deserve a discount. But it's like, oh, cool. Like, this company puts a lot of priority and puts a lot of, like, respect and commitment to people who are furthering their education. That's cool. Um, whereas senior discounts is just like, oh, companies just, you know, are congratulating you for not being dead. Because... You don't choose to stay alive unless, you, I mean, you, you know. This is actually kind of topical where uh, our, our discussion segments about like, oh yeah, you know, about pulling the plug and that type of yeah. thing. So it's a little topical. But, it is. So obviously military discount. I don't see you having any issue with that. Absolutely not. No, I mean, that's, I think every business should offer a military discount. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel that way too, yeah. Um. But senior citizens, funny, senior citizens. I, I, I do, you know what? Screw you, oldies. Back when you said the thing about the deserving, out of all the discounts, they are the least deserving <laughs> of it. They're just old. Haven't you ever heard the saying, respect your elders? Where's your respect, boy? But why? I but don't why? respect anyone just for their age. If they, I respect someone, I respect someone initially. If they show respect back... Then they then, keep then their respect. They absolutely keep their respect. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because, I mean, I'm not like one of those bitter people that are like, I'm not going to respect no one until they respect me. I think that's just really selfish right, and rude. Right, right. But I'll always give people the benefit of the doubt, the first impression. <laughs> He's breathing right into the mic. It's me. I'm, I'm getting riled up. You're getting heated. Behind the scenes. Yeah, so I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. But I'm not just going to automatically, like, bow down to someone who's 70 years old just because they're 70. Right. So right. so I'm a little bit bitter about that phrase. But we've already talked about my whole thing with tradition and stuff. And that kind of goes with sayings like that. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Here's, here's another argument. Life is not easy. No. So if you have made it to an age where a company is willing to like give you a discount on an item, don't you think you deserve it? That's pity. It's not pity. It's not pity. Dude, you just kind of you just explained it like it was pity. It's not pity. Pity you know, is life like is hard. I, <laughs> life is so hard. Here you go. Have a free ice cream yeah. cone every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't really have a way to justify it. It's bothering me that I don't. Because it's just always something that I have thought is like, yeah, that's exactly. completely okay. And that's why I thought it would be a little funny joke, because it's not something that you think of. You just kind of accept it. And I just happen to really think about it. And... Give me a second here. I'm going to go to your status and change my like to a angry. There we go. <laughs> nice. That, that better uh... <laughs> Great. <laughs> explains my feelings. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Anything else from... I mean, I, I know you did say you had a few things for light that you wanted to talk about, so... Hit me with them. Yeah. Well, um, I 
don't think I mentioned it in the show, but I did mention to you, uh, both on Facebook and in person, that I was really interested in um, Vsauce. Yeah, yeah. Michael, I don't know, I can't remember his last name. Michael here. Michael hey, Vsauce. Something. Michael here. Michael Stevens. Yeah, Michael Stevens. Name. He has a new series on uh, YouTube Red, which is their paid uh, like subscription Netflix-like streaming service, and it's an original. Uh, it's called Mindfield. Did you watch the I first watched episode? It all. You watched it all? I watched every. I watched all eight episodes. So you paid for Red? No, I didn't pay for Red. Ooh. Shout out to my buddy Justin, who's now listening. Hey, Justin! Uh, <laughs> Woo! You're our number one fan. Yeah. Probably not, but. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he does comment, so. Um, yeah, he he listens to something. I don't know what was it. No, I made a post on Facebook saying, oh, hey, this show looks awesome. I've never been closer to yeah. signing up for YouTube Red, and yeah. I, I tagged you in it. And yep. he messaged me the other day, and he was like, hey, I have like a Gmail family plan or something. And he's like, I can add you. I already have YouTube Red, so I can just add you to my circle, and you can get access to YouTube Red. And so he, you have Google Play Music then as I, well. I now have Google Play Music too. Sick. He, he's like, just don't buy stuff because his cards connect. Right, to it. right. I'm like, well, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> so yeah, I have uh, free YouTube Red and Google Play Music. So how was Minefield? Minefield is is really good. The isolation thing, he did I, so good. Was that the best episode? Um, no, it was the most no? unique episode because every uh, it broke the format of all the other episodes. Yeah, the other episodes instead of like him doing something, it's having paid actors be the control and then having um an they unsuspecting did, person being a variable and just like conducting social experiments they they did a little bit of that in the first episode with the whole pressing the button to zap you oh they okay yeah they did they really go for it hard in the next episodes well anyway I remember the other day we were talking about how we would love to try isolation. And you said, like, without a doubt, you could do three days. I don't think I could do it now. After watching that episode, I don't think I could do it. I think he showed so much constraint. I was very impressed with him. He, his sense of time was way off from the very beginning. It blew my mind. Yeah, he thought it was like... How far off he was. What, what, it, was it was Friday it. morning and he thought it was Saturday night. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was Friday at nine o'clock in the morning. And he was like, and guys, two more just hours. so you know, he he was sealed in this not sealed. He was in a room. It wasn't even locked. Right. It was not locked. He was in a. It was, he was in a white room. Everything was white in the room. There was a light that was always on at the same brightness. He had no clock, nothing to do in there for three days, and so he had no sense of time. And, and like we were just saying. Nine o'clock in the morning on a Friday, he thought it was seven o'clock at night on a Saturday. He went in there Thursday at ten thirty at night, yep. and he was gonna get out. Oh no! Did he go in there Wednesday well, at ten thirty at night? I can't remember. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, it was three complete days, and he got yep. out at ten thirty at night on Saturday. So, whatever that works out to be, he became really distraught. Wednesday, Wednesday night at ten thirty. Yeah, as soon as like he he did so well right up until. He thought it was time to leave, and he's like, wait, where, where is everybody? So then right. he had to go, like, 36 hours. He was really distraught, and yeah. he, was, he was way less talkative. Uh-huh. And he was it, was, like, it was insane to see the mental breakdown happen. Because, like you said, when he, knew, when he thought that the time hadn't passed yet, 
he was okay. He's like, this is going to be over. It's going to be okay. But then there was there was a exact point where he said, all right, I think I should be getting out of here in an hour or two. As soon Tops. as his, his brain was set on that, he was done. Right. That was it. And then you could just immediately see, like, he just became confused. And the when he woke up and, like, opened the door to the room. That was amazing to me. And he's just like... Imagine Not, he wasn't like what is what was going on in his brain. Well, like, be, because what I'm thinking is remember how he had said all his dreams for the past couple of days have been him and, inside the room. Right, been so about it's been him in the room. confusing because he doesn't he didn't know what was reality and what was a dream. So what I'm thinking is since he did it right after he woke up that last time, he had a dream and he probably had a dream that he was done. So when he woke up and, and he, he was wasn't still there, done, that must have like. He must have been like, oh, no, like, because he was really confused and, like, really sad at that point. And I think when he got up and, like, put his hand on the door and opened it a little, he showed so much constraint, not just to run out. out. I would have run out. He just shut the door. Yeah, he just closed again. it again. And, would turn and then he just sat on his bed for hours. Well, I guess maybe, I mean, <laughs> was it restraint or was he, did he maybe, like, have the thought, no, I'm dreaming. I'll wake up oh, from no, this. I, and he closed the door. Well, I, I think that he realized it was a dream. And I don't I don't think it was ever uh, a point of like, oh, I'm going to quit. or I, I don't think he was ever thinking like that. But since the door was already open, it would have been so easy to just be like, all right, I don't know, I'm done. But he didn't. And I thought that was really cool. Like, I, that showed a lot of restraint to me to he's just finish a, it up. He's a very cool guy. And yeah. If, you guys have never delved into the Vsauce YouTube channel. It's one of the greatest YouTube channels that exists. He's very intelligent. He has some cool stuff to say. And and the rest of that series was just was really cool. I I learned some some things. He's inspirational because you can see that he's got a mind that is always grasping for more it always wants to he always wants to know more things and he seems and this, to retain it yes and this is taught <laughs> and this kind of goes on what we were talking about yeah. last episode uh couple episodes 14 couple, i think couple episodes yeah. ago where we were talking about you know memory retention and you know being such a fast-paced society you can tell that he's different and yeah. he, he wants to learn things uh he's on the road right now doing he's on tour with Adam Savage from yeah, Mythbusters, because right. they're a that's lot alike. Right. Uh, they're they're very similar. Uh, I I looked at I looked into getting tickets to go to that show, but they were sold out everywhere like a week after they were announced. What are they doing? Different every show. They oh, don't okay. they don't say what they what they're doing at the show. Okay. So I have no idea. Yeah. And they said the only way to know is to go see them, yeah. but it can't. They're all sold out. Oh, so well. that's a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, very cool show. I was very impressed with the first episode. I'm looking forward to watching the rest. All right, time to talk about that Samsung Galaxy 8. I know Joe here had the specs, so we'll turn it over to him. As I mentioned earlier, today, as of recording, Samsung announced their new Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus. Now... You should all know or and be aware by now that Samsung and iPhone are on a yearly release schedule. Every year they come out with their, you know, their latest and greatest, and it's around this time of year. So this was expected. It's not like it, it was out of left field 
and people it's not like people didn't know it was coming um so they did their release today their they call it samsung unboxed and it's the stereotypical like get up on stage in a black turtleneck and in a, and share with the world how you've innovated and your technology this year is better than any other technology that's ever been created. Yeah. Obviously, it's not. It's a new Samsung Galaxy. It's not, like, mind-blowing. But there are a few cool things about it that I wanted to mention. So I'm sure you're from. You have a Samsung there? Yeah, I have a Galaxy Sky. So you have a physical button at the bottom, and that has always been something that Samsung Galaxy has been known for. Yeah. The S8 does away with it. There's no more physical button at the bottom. They just have the touch. It's just touch. The cool thing about it, though, is that the button has been moved behind the screen. So while there is no physical button that you press, when you press the bottom center of the screen, there is still a tactile click. So you're getting the feedback that you have pressed the screen or pressed a quote-unquote button even though there's no button. I like that. It's cool. Because what it does is it frees up the space at the bottom of the phone from that clunky button and they turn it into screen instead. So that being said, the new Galaxy S8 is almost bezel-less. There are no side bezels and the top and the bottom bezel are insanely thin. And I'm sorry, listeners, I can't show you a picture of the S8, but I can show Jake. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. You can hear me typing on my mechanical keyboard, which we're going to get to in a moment. Oh, yeah. You know, I... I... It's not getting any bigger than that, but you can see that the bezel on top and the bottom yeah. are gone, and this is where the button's going to be. You know, it's. I feel like the whole bezel-less side thing is a gimmick. It, it, it sounds it, it sounds like a gimmick to people who haven't used it, but a lot of people, including Marquise Brownlee, who is a very popular tech review guru on YouTube, has said that once you use it, it's great. It okay. wraps around. It's not that they expect you to utilize that extra space. It's just the fact that the edge melts away, so it's a more immersive feel. When you're holding the phone, it's like you're holding all screen. And it's just, it gives it a great feel, and it's nice to use. Huh. So in the volume, there's no physical volume button. There are. You oh, can't okay. really see in that one in the picture, but there oh, are I rockers the on both yeah. left and right. Okay. Uh, so the one here on the left is the S8. The one on the right is the larger S8+. Plus. The cool thing about it is that the small one here is a 5.9-inch screen. The small one. That's bigger than this screen, but the phone itself is about the same size, if not a little smaller than this. Because they eliminated the bottom and because they're wrapping around the edge, they're able to fit more screen on a smaller device. This is a 6.1-inch display. Mm -hmm. That's monstrous. That's a... I feel like that might be the edge of what we see in smartphones. I don't think they're going to get much bigger than that screen-wise. I mean, because you're getting tablet mode. Right. The CPU is 10% faster than the previous generation. I was just going to make a joke. Back when you were talking about Samsung Unboxed and like how it's not anything mind-blowing, I was going to be like, introducing the Samsung Galaxy S8, now 10% faster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have said that. <laughs> make, making me cough. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, CPU is 10% faster. And the GPU is 21% faster, which cool. is significant for a year of progress. Yeah. Even the 10% is significant it's based on, for a year. It's based off S7, right? Right. Yeah. It's 10% faster than the S7, which is already a very fast, very smooth-to-use phone. Yeah. It's dustproof and water-resistant. And they had a picture on the screen when they were doing the 
the press conference and it showed a dude underwater in the pool holding his S8. So it's not like completely waterproof. Like you couldn't leave it underwater, but it's water resistant, which means that it can take being fully submerged for a couple minutes. Yeah. They added an iris scanner, which means it looks at the bioptics or I don't know if that's the right word. I know there's another word for it. The optics. I don't. I can't remember what it is. It looks at your eye. It looks at your eye. Scans it. <laughs> yeah. And it uses that information to unlock the phone or as passwords, so you don't have to use your fingerprint and you don't have to type things in. Huh. It. They also added facial recognition. So now to unlock your phone, you just pick it up and look at it, and you're in. So gone are the days of you know swiping your finger or putting in. Passwords, you just yeah. literally pick up your phone, look at it, and it unlocks yeah. for you because it knows you. And now you're just going to know, like, for real if you're having an ugly day or not. Because even Pretty your phone much. will recognize you. <laughs> they also introduced Bixby. B-I-X-B-Y. Bixby. And it's a phone assistant. Mm-hmm. Now, the way this works, it's a little different than Siri or Google Assistant in that Bixby interacts with the apps you're using. It's smart, and it knows what's going on on your screen. For example, say you're chatting with Adria and she's grilling you. She's like giving you a real hard time, you know, about me being uh, not sensitive enough. Not you're not sensitive enough. So <laughs> you Google something to prove that you are in fact sensitive. Right. And you want to send her this information, but you don't feel like taking a screenshot, letting it save to your phone, flipping back to the conversation, finding the f- picture you took on your device and sending it to her. So with Bixby, you can simply say, Bigsby, send this information to Adria. And it will take a picture of the screen for you, format it properly so it looks good, and then it will ship that off to Adria, and you have proved her wrong without lifting a finger. <laughs> it does a lot of other That's things, cool. too. Um, it's It does intelligent reminders. So say you're at work and you see an article you want to read but you don't have time, you can tell, be like, hey, Bigsby, remind me of this when I get home. And when you walk through your door, it will ping your phone to remind you to read that article that, that could you really saved. come in handy uh there you know it, it does a few other nifty things it's not revolutionary because siri and google assistant already exist but it's a nice little step forward in that realm yeah that's about all i've got for tech so one other thing we wanted to talk about last week we discussed was it last week yeah last week we discussed headphones and why you need a nice pair of headphones. Indeed. So we thought it would be cool to stay in that same realm of like, these are things that are worth the money. Because you and I, were very budget conscious. We're very budget friendly guys. Right. So I think it's interesting to point out the things that we've justified spending a little more money on. I feel like it should make our recommendations more valuable. Right. Because when we're willing to spend... A little bit more scratch on something, it means that maybe we think it's worth the money. And that item this week is... Mechanical keyboards. Oh yeah. Alright, so I have... Oh, shoot, now I don't remember remember what I have. You have the same keyboard I have, Jake. Would you like me to tell you what you have for a keyboard? Yeah, it's the Corsair... Yeah. What is it? You have a Corsair Strafe. I have a Corsair Strafe. I have a Corsair Strafe RGB because I'm better. No, I'm just kidding. The RGB just means that each key can light up individually to any color your brain can imagine. Right now we have the like... It's spiraling. The old iMac loading 
symbol. Going yeah, on. it's spiraling in a rainbow pattern on the keyboard. Looks cool as heck. But if you're not familiar with mechanical keyboards, I feel like I say that a lot if you're not familiar. But, you know. It's accurate. I like to inform. Yeah. Mechanical keyboards are different from your standard keyboard in that they don't have a spongy membrane underneath. Now, if you were to pull the keys off even your laptop, uh, but for the most part, your desktop keyboard, underneath you'd see like a rubber layer that's covering buttons. Yeah. And what happens when you're typing on your keyboard is that you press. It compresses that rubber membrane and presses the button on your keyboard, and then the membrane forces the key back up. It wants to retain the shape that it's in. Those were good keyboards for a long time, but they're not the most efficient keyboard because you're waiting on the sponginess of the keyboard to do its job. Mechanical keyboards are different in that there's a physical switch underneath the key. It's spring-loaded. When you press the key, a spring pops the key back up to your finger much faster. Yeah. And it and, gives you that nice click sound. Yeah, we here we go. Love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little Listen, guys. sample. Oh, don't you love it? Right? Oh, yeah. See, it might be a little annoying, but if you were actually to type something with it, you will just be like, all right, I need one. It's true. I always thought that mechanical keyboards were a little bit of a gimmick. Like, I never saw anything wrong with a membrane keyboard. And that, it doesn't feel anything. like a bad... No. It doesn't feel wrong until you've used a mechanical keyboard. Right. Because it actually, like... I feel like using a mechanical keyboard act like slightly activates a pleasure center because it's the tactile feel of it is nice. I mean, it it physically feels nice to type on a mechanical keyboard. And what's cool about them is that you can get them at different like strengths, so it's like harder to push or easier to push, so you can get a keyboard that's perfect for you. And it's just nice owning a piece of what is it considered hardware? It's a peripheral. Yeah, it's hardware. It's hardware. Yeah, yeah only a piece of hardware that is just like good quality. And it's it's a piece that you directly interact with when you use your computer. Yeah. If you're gonna spend a lot of money on any peripheral, it should be your mouse and your keyboard because they you know allow you to interact with the computer. Those are the two biggest peripherals. Yeah. Right, and you know if you're gonna be doing a lot of typing, get yourself something that's enjoyable to type on. Uh, right. When I got my mechanical keyboard, my words per minute went up 10 to 15 words per minute. I believe it. Um, mechanical keyboards, like Jake was saying, you can get them at different... They You said strengths, but the technical I, I term, couldn't think of the word. it's weight. Yeah. Um, there are different styles of switches. There are blue, red, brown, black, and a few other switch colors. And the colors denote how much force is needed to push the key down. For example, brown keys are lighter than black keys. Black keys are stiff. Uh, so if you're typing a lot and you're like typing papers or documents and things like that, having a lighter key might be better because you can spend less time pressing each key and you can get to the next one and type what you want to type faster. So let's wrap up this little segment, this little keyboard segment uh, with a few recommendations. What do you recommend? Well, seeing as how I now have a Corsair Strafe, I guess I would have to go with the Corsair Strafe. Ooh, good recommendation. Um, but as you just said a second ago, off quote-unquote camera. Off camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off mic. Um, we both had Razer keyboards. We both had Razer Black Widows. 
and we didn't have a problem with those either. I have. I've actually had two Razor Black Widows. I had an Ultimate 2013, which was just green backlighting, yeah. and then I had a Chroma, which was RGB. Yeah. And I didn't have an issue with either of them. I liked the keyboard a lot. Yeah. Um, I do know that you had a few issues with your Razor. Well, you know what? It wasn't its fault, though. Um, my old desk I had, uh, I don't know if I built it right. I, I always want to say it's a faulty desk, but I mean, I probably didn't build it right. Uh, the keyboard tray was too loose. It was built too far apart. Yeah. So sometimes the left side would just fall. And so what happened was my keyboard would keep slamming into the ground. Uh. The left side of my keyboard would keep slamming into the ground. So eventually the one key and the tilde key. Tilde, yeah. Tilde key would uh, stop working. It, it just broke. And it really wasn't a huge deal because... You can use one on the numpad, and you're never going to use that other key. You would if you're a I'm programmer. Not, yeah, and I. <laughs> oh yeah, or if I was Hispanic in any way. Yeah, or right. I right. spoke fluent Spanish, and I do not. Um, it was a minor inconvenience. Yeah. But then I was just like, all right, I'm ready for something new. And then I got well. <laughs> guess who got it? All right, me? I'm ready for something new. I'm gonna have my girlfriend get me a new keyboard. Yeah. No, actually, it's my brother. Oh, your brother. My brother, your brother got me the keyboard. My girlfriend get. Oh, uh, that's Adria right. Got a- Adria got you the mouse upon my recommendation. Yes. Might I add? You're welcome, Adria. Yes, and she always goes to you. It seems, which is a good idea. Honestly. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I. I don't know if you'd recommend probably the same things. Really. I. I. I would recommend Corsair. I mean, we've talked about them before. I we like I like Corsair. They're a good brand. They stand behind their products, which is important. You're going to hear, if you do research on mechanical keyboards, you're going to hear a lot of bad things about Razer and their customer support. But I got to agree. That's because they deal with so many more customers than other brands. They're hands down the most popular gaming brand on the market right well, now. Well, hire more people, dude. That's true. You know? It's not an excuse by yeah. any means. But... There, what I'm saying is that there's going to be a higher percentage of faulty products from Razer than there are going to be other brands. Just like there are more car accidents than there are plane crashes because there are more cars well, on the road I, I than planes in the sky. But percentage should – I mean the numbers, yeah, but the percentage – Okay, think... I guess I shouldn't have said percentage because yeah. you're right. Percentage is relative, so yeah. that shouldn't be it. But number-wise, there should be Absolutely a higher number – yeah. Of faulty items than other brands. So it's going to appear... And, and of course, people who have bad experiences, they're always going to be more vocal. So there's a higher volume of negative neckbearded computer geeks. <laughs> just neckbeard things. Just, just neckbeard things. Who are upset with Razer and their products and there are other brands. But that's not because Razer makes bad products. Right. You I had two an keyboards. Like me and keep making it fall <laughs> on the ground. I don't blame them at all. I had two keyboards, a mouse, and a mouse mat, all Razer, and I never had a single issue with any of them. Yep. The software was good. The hardware was good. I liked them. I was just wanting to go Corsair to match my case and my RAM, and I like Corsair, and that's where I wanted to go, so I yeah. did. To match your RAM. You're really going in, dude. I like to if match. If you want to match your RAM. <laughs> I'm looking. Well, while I'm looking at upgrading my computer, I want yeah. to get Corsair RAM again. Yep. And my next case, I've already picked out my next case after this one, even though I'm still very happy with I this case. I love the looks of that case. Yeah, I'm going to have it for that one. I'm going to have for quite a few more years. Oh, yeah. All right, that about wraps up our tech segment. Let's get into Song of the Week. 
Welcome to Song of the Week, where I have a song picked out, and Jake never does. Just kidding. Lately. Just kidding. I'm just making jokes, Jake. Don't hate me. <laughs> so since you don't have a song picked out, I'm going to do mine first, if that's cool with you. Yeah. Give you a little time to mull it over. Yep. All right, so I'm pretty excited, and it's been hard for me not to mention this to you sooner, and I only found out about this yesterday. Really? Okay. So you know how... I like the song Leave by Post Malone. Yes. You're not a fan of Post Malone. Not generally, no. I'm not a huge fan of him either. There are a few songs of his that I like. I think Leave is pretty good. I think Patient is pretty good. White Iverson is okay. That's his most popular one. That's not my favorite, but, you know, he's an up-and-coming artist right now. So I'm at work yesterday. You met Post Malone. I met Post. (laughs) I know Post. I was at work yesterday... And um, I've got a few work friends, co-workers, you might say they are. <laughs> and uh, Colleagues. <laughs> colleagues. And one of the guys who sits right next to me, his name is Jeff. I've told him we have this podcast. I don't think he's ever listened, but he, he's aware of it. I think you've mentioned him. Yeah, and, and we, talk about, uh, we, we talk about movies, TV, music. He's a, an entertainment junkie. Yeah. In much the same way that I like to think I am. He enjoys all different kinds of music, TV, so we have a lot to talk about. And uh, yesterday, right before the end of the day, he wheels around his cubicle and looks at me, and he's like, so I've told you about my brother, right? And I'm like, yeah, you've mentioned him before. He's a music producer. And he's like, yeah, yeah, my brother's a music producer. Um, He just had his, a guy he's been working with, his first album just went platinum. And I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. Who went platinum that your brother works with? And he looks at me and he's like, Post Malone. Oh, and I'm no like, way. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down for a second. Post Malone? Wait, and he's like, wait. you know Post... He, he's like, you know who Post Malone is? I'm like, do I know who Post Malone is? He's one of the biggest breakout artists right now. His album went platinum? His album went platinum. I guess I should listen to it. I just don't like... Never mind, whatever. It's mumble rap. Doesn't matter. It's mumble rap, and yeah, that's what I said. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the style of music. Yeah. But his brother produced, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty sweet. Who else has your brother worked with? He's like, ah, uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Why would you not mention that before? And Selena Gomez. So and I'm like, what are you talking about? Who else has he worked with? He's like, DJ Snake. I'm like, okay, come on. Your brother has worked with all these people, and you've never like Wait, he, did, we've we've mentioned it before. DJ Snake is turned down for what, isn't he? Yeah. Did he did he produce turned down for what? No, but oh. he produced uh, <laughs> the the latest one. He produced "Let Me Love You." Oh, wow. with DJ Snake and Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. He has also produced "It Ain't Me" by Kygo and Selena Gomez. Yeah. These are going to be notable mentions in the description down below, and he. Also, work for me. <laughs> he also works a lot with Mike Stud. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's oh, a, he's yeah. a newer artist. He's not a super big no, guy. No, I don't he's think not... he's new. I, I actually haven't heard that name. I, I remember hearing that name year, a couple years ago. Okay, well, he's recently becoming popular again. He it's something about something about time flies. Have you heard of yeah. time flies? Yep. Isn't he like related to time I flies in some way? I don't know if he is. Hmm. But anyway, my coworker's brother is a producer. And he's produced um, with Post Malone and a few other really, really popular artists. That's really cool. He lives out in Hollywood or out in L.A. Yeah. And um, 
my coworker Jeff goes and visits him on occasion. But yeah, I th- I was I just found out yesterday that he worked with Post Malone. That's pretty cool. And I've been really excited about that because I've been listening to Leave by Post Malone a lot, and that's why it's my song of the week. Enough say. talking about <laughs> it. Here's a snip. She said, love me, so I love her. She said, leave me, so I So that's about it for my song of the week. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you enjoyed the little snip. I thought it was pretty cool that I'm only a few degrees separated from Mr. Post Malone. That's impressive. I told my coworker that if his brother ever becomes a billionaire, super rich and super famous, and he leaves where I work and goes to live in Hollywood as well, he doesn't forget about little old Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, What about you? What you got for us? All right, you know what? The bluesy feel of that song kind of uh, made me want to choose a song with a similar feel. So scrolling through Spotify here, through my starred list, I came across a song called Pacing Like Prince by Ryan Montblou. Montblou? M-O-N-T-B-L-E-A-U. And I came across it, um, I want to say it was like a YouTube hole, like a YouTube black hole. I think I heard his cover, Fast Car, which has lots of views right now. All his other original music is is very low on the listen count. Um, but I checked him out, and I was really digging this song. So here's a little snippet. It's wrong, it's right. I learned to love the words, learn the definitions. I wax poetic by the candlelight. And if it gets above my head, I get it. If it sinks below my feet, I learn to let it go. So what'd you think, Joe? I liked it a lot. Woo-wee! That was so funky. The little wow-wow-wow guitar in there. While we were listening to it, I added it to my list of, like, to one of my playlists on Spotify. And that's the ultimate. That's, like, what I'm aiming for. (laughs) That's, like, the first song that you actually put in your list. I liked your other ones, but a lot of them I've heard. Oh, yeah. And a few of the ones I hadn't were just... They were good, but they were too funky for me. Yeah. They were too weird for me to want to listen to regularly, I think. Yeah. Uh, but this one, man, that had a really good groove to it. Yeah. And, you know, the past couple of weeks, I ventured into, like, kind of weird niche territory. So yeah. So, bringing it back, you're probably like, oh, wow. Like, Jake actually music knows again. some good music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good cool. stuff. Good stuff. So, I don't, I, you know what? I don't know too much about the guy, but definitely check him out because he's wicked talented. Um, it looked like his top track was a cover of Fast Cars or Fast Car, uh, Tracy Chapman. It had like several million views. Uh, was it sixteen million? I think it said. Everything else, uh, yeah, his other original music is pretty low. So, give yeah, him... he doesn't even have a bio on Spotify. Yeah, I mean he's like really small, so way smaller than he deserves. 
So and it looks like you've been putting out an album like every year. I had to scroll way down he, for 2015. He put one out at the beginning of this month. Yeah, cool. I was just leaving by Ryan Montbleu, Montbleu, 2017. <laughs> Another notable mention. Just yes. kidding. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so I hope you enjoyed. I feel like that was a that was a strong song of the week. Time to go into the discussion. All right, JJ Essers. Until we find something that's not as cringy. Lame. <laughs> Time to go into the discussion segment. We're gonna put our aluminum caps on. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and we you are going to means. talk about pulling the plug on someone who is in a coma. Well, let's let Joe. <laughs> let's let Joe elaborate. That sounded pretty like. Jake wanted to intro it there, but he didn't really have a whole lot he was going to say about it. Yeah, because so. I, I was like, wait, what, I, I can what exactly see thinking. are we saying? Right. So we're going to talk about the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. Pulling the plug if you're on life support and doctor-assisted suicide. Now, yeah, we want to talk about... What made you think about this? Like, what, what brought this to your attention? I don't... I wish I could remember. Um, I think... Honestly, I think Michaela was watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And there was an episode where one of the main characters, she signed a DNR, a do not resuscitate. Um, and because she was going into a surgery, she didn't know if she was going to make it through. And um, she came out the other side of it and she was doing really good. She was recovering. And then all of a sudden she crashed and she was dying. Uh, she flatlined. Um. And she had signed a DNR, which means do not resuscitate. So all the doctors were standing around not touching her. But one of the doctors was like, why are we not helping her? She was recovering. She was fine. And they're all saying that we can't, we're not allowed to. There's a do not resuscitate in case she went downhill and died. We're not allowed to touch her. That's respecting her wishes. So I'm fully on board with that. But then, I mean, all the main characters, the doctors were friends with this chick and they're, they got to a point where they're like, screw the DNR. Let's resuscitate her. Yeah, and they did, and she ended up though. she ended up recovering and living, um, and that just got me thinking. Like, when is it okay for a doctor to make that call? You know, what's the morality behind it? And then I start, I you know, like like you do with anything else when you're thinking about it. My mind trailed, so I started thinking about the death sentence and the morality behind that. And then I got thinking about uh, doctor assisted suicide, mm -hmm. uh, which is a thing, and that's very controversial as well. So I thought it would be cool to bring it up and discuss it because yeah. uh, I think it's a, probably a topic most of us have thought about at one point or another, either because we've seen it in media like TV shows or whatever or just because it's something we thought about on our own time. Well, I think we probably hit a big treasure trove because we can get a lot of nice opinions here and it, you, you could just talk for like an hour alone on this one thing. So... Yeah, I guess what we should do is maybe we should approach it one by one. So take those three things. What was it? Death penalty. Yep. Pulling the plug. Pulling the plug. And doctor-assisted suicide. Okay. So let's do. Let's start with death penalty. All right. So there are currently five different methods of death penalty. Yeah. And that was a surprise to me. I thought there were only two. I thought there was lethal injection and electric chair. Yeah. Uh, but there's also hanging. That's still a viable. Uh, death penalty. So firing squad must be one. Firing squad in gas chamber. All of these are still things that have been used recently. 
Hanging is, is, I think hanging's messed up. Hanging is like one of those things that you think like everyone gathered around and like saw someone hanging by their neck. It was just like a kind of messed up thing. That's not like the if you want to just end someone's life, not want to. That's really bad way to put it. But if someone is like sentenced to die, having them hang is just like. That's really cruel. Like that's, that, I don't even think that should be reserved for like super bad people. It should just, like I think they had Saddam Hussein hanged. Yeah. When I think about it, and I thought that was really. I remember at the time thinking that was really messed up. It it's not a humane way to go. No. Because when you you fall and what happens is you break your neck. When they when when you know when the neck when the rope tightens around your neck, it breaks yeah. your neck, and. It cuts off your ability to breathe. Obviously, you 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 know you suffocate. Yeah. With a broken neck is what you do. Can you die instantly? No. Oh, so don't. that's terrible. Yeah. It, I, I was under the impression for some reason that most people died instantly. It it can knock you out, and then you just yeah never wake up again. You you just you know because you you never get the air that you need to breathe and, and wake back up, uh, because it, when it snaps your neck, it uh, your spinal cord attaches to your What's the spinal cord go up and attach to your brain stem? Is that what I'm trying to think of? Something stem. Yeah, I don't know. Something stem yeah. off the end of your friggin' spinal cord or whatever, and it will it will hurt that, and you'll knock out, and you don't mm-hmm. wake back up. I wish I knew tech more technicalities behind it, um, but for the most part, it's painful. You sit there and you squirm as you're like trying to. Yeah. I just. Well, kind of transitioning into another thing, I heard that lethal injection is actually might be more painful than people think it is i think i think we talked about this not long ago i Did think I, I think i mentioned that to you um i think I, I we were talking about something and i mentioned how it's never been proven that when you're lethally injected there's no pain because the lethal injection will like put you in a state of shock and you're not able to react. Right. So you so might you feel could... extreme pain but can't show that right. you're in it. Right. So that's a moral gray area. Um, is that something that is okay or not? I don't know. Um, electrocution is typically taken as the most humane way to kill someone. Yeah. Um, but even that, man. That's, I mean, how yeah, is that dude, can humane? Can you imagine? Can you imagine like walking to the electric chair and i don't know if it's that it works the same way do they st- do you think they still put that wet sponge on your head oh yeah dude that's they put the wet oh. sponge on your head and they put a bag over your head oh that you, wanna, is... you wanna know why i have well, a yeah because i have a paragraph here well no i definitely read it but i want to guess first and okay I, like if they didn't um you're, you're like less likely to die right away right because because i mean having the water like carries the electricity better and it will kill you quicker right that's not why I wasn't. Why? I, I wasn't going to say anything about the sponge. I, I was talking about the bag over the head. Oh, I'm not. Oh. I'm not sure why they use. Is it because of will their head explode? Their head does not explode. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> Michael Bay. Sorry, you know. Well, you're not far off. Okay. Uh, oh man, this U.S. Is get gross. Yeah, a little bit. U.S. Supreme Court Justice William Brennan once offered the following description of an execution by electric chair. The prisoner's eyeballs sometimes pop out and rest on the cheeks. The prisoner often defecates, urinates, and vomits blood in drool. The body turns bright red as its temperature rises, and the prisoner's flesh swells and his skin stretches to the point of breaking. Oh my god. 
Sometimes the prisoner catches fire. Witnesses hear a loud and sustained sound like bacon frying, and the sickly sweet smell of burning flesh permeates the chamber. Oh, yeah, that sounds humane to me. Sure, hook me up to one of those bad boys and kill me that way, please. Oh, my word. That's terrible. I never knew it was that bad. At postmortem, the body is hot enough to blister if touched. And the autopsy is delayed while the internal organs cool. Oh, my word. So that's why they put the bag over the head, so you don't see the eyeballs pop out. Imagine watching your loved one die. Because when you get put on the electric chair, there's a viewing room. Oh, heck no. Yeah, I would not want anyone to see that. I don't know why anyone would want to see that. If my... If just... Pff, God forbid, I don't know, my, my mom or something needed to die by the electric chair. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch that. No. Why would there be a viewing room? Ugh. Man, that's terrible. And that makes you think, dude. See, this is a great topic. What is, if anything, a humane way to kill someone? Maybe a bullet in the head? I know how I would want to be killed. If If I was put on the death sentence, God forbid I ever am, but if I'm put on the death sentence, I would want to have my head cut off. And I know we've talked about this before. Oh, man. We talked about... How the guillotine was used till the 70s? Yeah. I mentioned that to you, right? Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, so here's a little tidbit of information for you. The guillotine was still used as a method of execution in France when the first Star Wars movie came out. That's pretty crazy. Which was in the 70s. Yeah. So that's when guillotine... That's personally how I would want to be killed. I think that's, like, way graphic. It's graphic, but I mean, it's instant. If I'm gonna be well, killed, someone's getting shot in the head. True, but that's gonna blow your head open. So that's not like it's less graphic. I just know that if I, for myself, not for others, because I'm being killed, I honestly don't care what others think. All right. I want to die as quickly as possible. I don't want to feel anything. So having your head cut off is instant. Yeah. You can't feel pain because you're head is separated from your body so the part of you that would be registering pain your brain is not connected Do to you your body think, even for a split second that you 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 can still like see yeah you can see like oh yeah you because, know what i mean because when your heart stops you still live for like a couple seconds? Or right. Maybe less than a second? I, I think know. like, I think, well, some people are resuscitated like 15 minutes after they quote unquote die. Not 15 minutes, like five minutes after they quote unquote die. Do you? Th- I know someone who died and was dead for like two minutes and they were resuscitated and brought back to life. So I think when your head gets cut off, the last pump of blood full of oxygen that made it to your brain, when your head gets cut off, your brain uses that oxygen for a second and stays alive. So you can like see you, like your head would falling. just like drop. Like, yeah, and you and then you then oh. it would be instant enough yeah. that you know it wouldn't matter. That's weird, dude. But I think if I was going to be killed, that's the way I'd want to go. Yeah, I don't know about you. I shot in the head, dude. Shot in I the head shot. isn't a guarantee though, because there are people who have been shot in the head and lived. <laughs> having would be your terrible. having your head cut off is a freaking guarantee you don't live from having your head cut off that's not a possibility no i mean even even wolverine would die by that i think i don't i don't want (laughs) there to be a chance of me living yeah 
People who have been put on the electric chair have lived. They don't always die. It's not guaranteed. Dude, the way you explained it, I don't know how you could survive. I, I believe I believe if you're put on the electric chair and you don't die, you're like pardoned or something. I'm I'm fairly certain that's the that's that's I, No way. Well, yeah, because then you'd be like a zombie. Like you you must be like a vegetable. What happens if an inmate survives the electric chair? The only known survivor of an electric chair execution execution was Willie Francis. Uh, a drunken guard botched assembly of the portable electric chair such that Willie, he was only 16, got, got serious shocks but did not die. His case was argued up to the Supreme Court, which in a 5-4 to four decision agreed he should be executed again. Oh. The following year, he was finally put to death in the electric chair. Okay, so I'm wrong. Oh you, don't, you don't get to live. Many oh. people, oh, this goes on to say, many people have survived firing squads. This is why the... Coup de gras, coup de, coup de grace, I know that's not how <laughs> yeah, it's said, uh, is administered by firing a pistol bullet directly into the head of the injured victim. So if you're up on firing squad and a bunch of people shoot at you when you live, you get to watch someone come up with a pistol and put a final bullet in your brain. Dude, it's messed up. That's messed up. I, and this is where it gets into the morality of things. Whether or not you deserve to be killed, I don't think... That we should... There's a moral way to execute another human being. There isn't. Because as soon as you kill another human being, you have stooped to their level, in my opinion. I mean, I know this can this can be a very gray area for a lot of people. I can see but that. lock them up for life. Yeah. The, the thing that people argue against that is that it's taxpayer money. But honestly, I'd rather pay freaking, what, two cents a week for... I don't know, for them to just, like, live in prison. I I would rather see that happening because I don't think we have the right to take life. But the argument then arises that they didn't have the right either. What gave them the right to take life? Okay. Or whatever yeah. they did to deserve the death exactly sentence. And then exactly what you said. So, like, oh, it seems, like, kind of childish in a way. It'd be like, what gave them the right? So now we can kill them because they killed someone else. That's not the... Know. I'm sure that's not the way it's thought of, though. It's thought of, like... Yeah, that's that's the dumb. The punishment down. fits the crime. I think ultimately, we shouldn't have the right to kill someone else. I really feel that way. Yeah. I just yeah even like even a mass murderer I just. I don't know I just I make, see. If, and I feel like the ideology behind take killing them is that, they deserve to suffer in the way that their victims suffer. But That's honestly, <laughs> it's like an easy way out. They yeah. get to like, I don't know, they get to escape. Yeah. Make them live alone in a cell for the rest of their life. We've clearly seen what three days alone in a room can do to yeah. someone. I mean, in that episode of Minefield. Yeah. So the next, like, make them spend the remainder of their life alone. That's punishment. Yeah. I would rather, and I say this honestly, I would rather be dead than be locked in a room for the rest of my life. Oh. I'd rather be dead. I could not do that. I think so, yeah. A room like that, isolation chamber with nothing to do or think. and I mean, if he was having trouble deciphering what was reality and what was a dream in three days, what would happen in a week? Right. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Let's move on to pulling the plug. All right. If you're on life support. How do you feel about that? 
Um, I, it's one of those things like writing a will. You you gotta like explain yourself beforehand, and you gotta tell your loved ones this is you know if this ever happened, this is what I want. Put it in writing, and then honor it. So I, I think what you're asking is like if someone didn't have that confirmation, <laughs> what would you do? And I would probably hold out hope and not pull a plug. Yeah. On a loved one. There, if if you haven't written, like a DNR or whatever. Yeah. There are two options, or there are two routes that are taken. If you are declared brain dead, the doctor is allowed to pull the plug. Well, yeah, because if you if you're declared brain dead, there's no coming back from that, right? Right. Uh, yes, brain brain dead means that you can't perform the functions necessary to live. You are on a machine that's keeping you alive. Either it's helping you breathe, or it's helping your heart pump. Or... Are you conscious? No, no, you're brain dead. Yeah, your your okay. brain your your brain dead. <laughs> so you're dead, really. Yeah, <coughs> you're you're being kept alive by machines. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would keep someone alive in that state. I mean, co- I'm doing air quotes here, alive. Right. Uh, the other state is vegetative state, where the brain might not necessarily be with it. It's unknown whether or not the brain is functional or not, but the body is able to cough, swallow, or breathe on its own. In that case, it's the loved one who decides whether to pull the plug or not, not the doctor. Did, uh, yeah, I mean, because there's no way out of... There's no coming back from a vegetative state, Right. There, you can come back. From you a can? Budget. Yes. There okay, have been cases where people... Okay, then I'd probably hold out a little bit. But I mean, dude, that's no way to live. No. That's no way to see someone you care about. Right. And the reasoning behind the loved one getting to choose is because it's not known whether or not the person is with it or not. Their brain... They could be brain dead and somehow their body is still functioning and doing basic things. Or they're there, conscious, but they have not woken up yet. So it's the loved one's call whether to keep them alive to see if maybe they come out of it or to pull the plug. Yeah. I think if I if I was brain dead, pull the plug. Just, oh, yeah. There's no point. I'm already dead. Yeah. There's no point. If I was in a vegetative state... <sighs> give me some time, man. Right. <laughs> give me give a couple me... weeks. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Just just a little bit longer. One more just day. Just plug into the wall, please. Yeah. No, I... I guess it would depend on if I was with it or not, but there's no but you way don't of know. Yeah. there's no way of knowing. So I think, I mean, I'm just I would just be terrified that I would be with it, and I could hear my loved one saying to a doctor, "Pull the plug." Well, listen, it. I mean, this is kind of uh, topical. The word you used before, um, we're talking about isolation chambers. What if that isolation chamber was your own body? Oh, don't say that. Don't say I that. mean, at least in an isolation chamber, you have your body. You can move. You can do push-ups. You can do things. Okay, but in that isolation chamber, he was alone. If you're in a vegetative state, you're not able you to express yeah. yourself, but there's going to be family there, you're and right. maybe that's, you know, comforting. I mean, I'm sure family would talk to you. Uh-huh. And say things to you. That would be... Just in case. That would be so meaningful, I would think. Right. That would be so, so meaningful. So, part of me says, don't pull the plug. Uh, okay. Here's what I would want if I was in a vegetative state. 
don't pull the plug for as long as you're allowed to. Because if I'm brain dead and I'm not there, then it doesn't make a difference. Right. But if I am there and there's a chance that I could come out of it and live, I want that chance. Yeah, I don't I want so. to, you know, be like, I feel like today's the day I'm coming out of it. And then hear the doctor go, all right, turning the machine yeah, off. And I'm going, right. no. <laughs> and you can't express so There's yourself. nothing I can do. Right. What about you? No, I, that makes complete sense to me. Um, then there's the... What's sad, because here we are in the United States, uh, price is a major, major concern. Right. If I mean, if you're not fully insured, the doctors won't even let you mm-hmm. be plugged in. And the longer you stay plugged in, the higher the bill's going to be. So you got to also take into consideration the family. But, you know, I mean, no amount of money is placed on a loved one. You know, you I, you can't... I could never be like, all right, rack up my bill to 25000 As soon as it gets more than that, unplug them. That would take like two you know? minutes in the United States. <laughs> exactly. In the United States. Exactly. I should have used a much higher number. But, yeah. The hardest part is not being able to communicate with them and not knowing for sure, or even a tidbit, if they're with it or not. And, ah. Uh, it's just terrible. It's a tart. I couldn't even imagine. You know what's worse? What's worse than being on that end is being is making the decision. I feel like that would live with them and haunt them forever. They'd constantly have nightmares that what if they woke up the next day or something. I would always think of that. I would too. I'd wreck you mentally. We're getting quiet right now, or at least I am. Because... <laughs> well, we're thinking about it. Because it's... I'm thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah scary it is scary let's move on to doctor assisted suicide i feel like this is going to be short because i mean if someone wants to die and they're in uh the doctor assesses that there is some sort of reasonable logic behind that and then yes if it's just someone who is completely able and they're just depressed or something no don't you think that it's their life? They don't. Shouldn't they have the right to choose? Like, if we don't have the right to kill someone, who are we to say that someone's not allowed to kill themselves? I mean, it's their life. Technically, it's illegal, isn't it? Um, I mean, suicide. Itself. Suicide. Not that nothing yes. can be done about it. Uh, Canada, Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, and Switzerland allow physicians to physically assist in the death of patients. The United States has authorized medical aid in dying in six states, which refers to a terminally ill person with six months or less to live, taking a medication prescribed by a doctor. Okay, so I like that there's rules to that. I think those might be a little little more strict. Like, I feel like if they were loosened up a little bit more, I'd still be okay with it. But if there was still... there, I think there needs to be, like, logic, like, medical reasoning as to why they would die. Like, if you were... Like I said before, if you're a completely physically able person who is just depressed and you wanted to die, I don't think that should be... But doesn't quality of life play into things? If you're a physically able-bodied person, but you're miserable... Get help. I know it's not that easy, but... What if your means of help is to want to die? But that's not not the answer. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. But all, all I'm saying is that I don't feel like it's right for us to make that call. For you and I, that's not the answer because 
We're not depressed but, people but, who But when want, you are that depressed that you want to die, you're not in the right mindset to make a decision like that. That's true. But, okay, so what if you're just a happy-go-lucky guy who wants to die? <laughs> <laughs> then what? Like, I'm just... I'm playing devil's advocate here. Like, I the worst-case scenario. Th- Why is it our choice to say someone has to live or has to die? Why is it someone else's choice to make that call? Why do other humans get to say, you get to live, you get to die, you get to live, you get to die, you get to die, you get to die, you well, get to die? Well, I mean... You get to live. I think it's different. I think I don't think it's exactly it's even close to being the same. I mean, not... it's a responsible way to kill yourself instead of jumping off a building and potentially yeah, that's gross. And, and and potentially like traumatizing someone like around you when you land. You're going somewhere and you're being quote unquote put down. We put animals down. I know. I know. So if I don't know. You have a good point, yeah. I don't think that it's right of us to say you're not allowed to kill yourself. Do I think it's ever the solution? No, I do not. But I don't think it's our place to say you're not allowed to kill yourself. I don't think it's our place. You should have the choice to choose. You should have the freedom to choose whatever you want. And you need to be willing to live with the outcome of your actions. Whether it's, I'm going to kill a bunch of people and, okay, I'm going to have death sentence for it. That's that's the outcome of your action. You were you have the free choice to do those things, but be prepared to live with what happens. Right. Or not live with what happens right, in this yeah. case. You ha- I don't know. I just feel like you should have the choice. You it's a- not us to make... It's not up to us to make that call. You have a good point. It's a good point. It's just weird, dude. Like, I still, I feel like there has to be some sort of, like, loose rules. There's got to be something involved, and I don't know what they would be. So, maybe, well, okay. How about this? You're not allowed to drink till you're 21 because, what? Because your mind's mind's not fully developed, and you're not, it's been decided that you're not capable of making completely rational decisions. So, there should be an age limit. If you're under a certain age... Then instead of killing yourself, your your guardian or parent has you get help yeah. because maybe you're not in the right mental state. Your brain is not fully developed yet, and you're not capable of making that decision. To, I'm gonna, I want to kill myself today. Dude, but if they, you're to an age where that's, you know, you're in a place where you can logically make that decision, then that's your decision. I think that would make an amazing series or book. Of, like, people who, like, want to die. I I think I've seen something regarding it, but just, like, can't because of that reason? Because we're not allowed to let them? Dude, I don't know. It's messed up. Like, every ounce of my being is, like, do everything you can to not let them die. But logically? Even logically, though. No, really? I should, you should not let them die. Because, I mean, it... Human life is it's valuable. Life. Yeah. yeah, we value human life. Even, and it's a it, good thing. That's that's good. I, because and this is what it boils down to. Uh, I hope I don't make anyone... I, I know someone will get upset by this. But I think... I think suicide is really selfish. It is. It is. A, it, yeah, but it's I, selfish. But there's a lot of people who disagree. But sometimes you have to be selfish. Not... Not for that. 
Why though? Why are you? Dude, why are you justifying? That's like the ultimate why thing. Why are you reasoning? It's why like, are you reasoning? You can't do that. They just—that's just never the way. There's always a better thing. There's, there's always something you can do. There's always. But it's why just, is that your choice? Then we're just getting right back to that. Why is it your choice to say there's always another way? You'll find another way. You don't get to kill yourself. That's not because your they're choice. Not, well, because when you're that bad that you want to kill yourself, you don't have the right mindset to to do something. You know what I mean? Like you don't have the right mindset to get yourself better. And so that in my mind makes it justifiable to not be able to tell someone that you want to die cuz you're not you're not with it. You're not really with it. I mean, you would have to really convince me that like, yeah, I'm like someone straight face, like yeah, I'm. I mean, no, I'm not depressed. I just, I just want to die. <laughs> Ugh, dude, I don't know. I we're never gonna, we're not gonna come to a conclusion here because I don't, I don't think, think this we is will. Con- this topic is even conclusive. It's not no. even something that you can conclude. Right, and I like, think I think that segues us into the end of our show. I I yeah. think this is a good place to leave the discussion open. Um, this is the heaviest thing we've ever talked about so far. You think so? I think I might put a warning on this one. Really? Dude, yeah. I don't want... Yeah. I think this one deserves a warning. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, let us know. Seriously. We, we really want to hear back from you guys. Because, I mean, I feel like Jake and I are on opposite sides of the fence here yeah. on this one. I think that you should be able to make that call. I don't think it's anyone else's right to tell you you're not allowed to do whatever you want just be prepared to live with the outcome of that and i think you're saying that there's always another option yeah so what do you guys think do you think that it's something that should be legalized and allowed or is it something do you agree with jake is it you you know is there always another way is there always some of course there's always another way i do i'm not saying i don't agree with you on that all i'm saying is that it's not anyone's choice to say there's always yeah. another way. It's yeah, your you're, you're own choice. Yeah, you're thinking of like personal liberty. Right. Should we support people and say, there's another way we can get you help? Yes, we should say that. But should that be the decision? No, it should be the decision of the individual, whatever they come to. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a restrictive rule is that before you're allowed to make the decision that you die, you have to go through some type of therapy. You have to go through something, a, a program or something that has helped people come out of that place. Yeah. And then if you come out of there and you still just, you don't want to live, then... See, that's what I was talking about before. I was trying to like, try to, trying to quantify or like come up with like a list of rules that kind of guided I think... the ability to do that. <laughs> And that, that's a really good one. That's a, that's a great rule. I, I think. think I think it should be age-restricted. Like, you have to be old enough. You have, your brain has to be fully developed, 21 yeah. years older, and you have to go through some type of program that has been proven to help people come out of that place. And if you're still not out of that place and your quality of life is so bad that you don't want to live, then it should be your choice not to. And then maybe a third rule could be time. Like, if you have gone, like, one year of They have your to complete life. a program. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let us know what you guys think. We're we'll be eager to hear what you guys have to say. Either way, um everyone's opinion is valid, so 
Absolutely. Let's hear them. Yeah, I'd love to uh, get some interaction with that. Facebook might not be the best medium for something heavy like this, but I don't know. We can try to make something work. That about wraps up our show this week, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Episodes. This is episode 17 of our show, uh, which means we are approaching episode number 20. Yes. And we have a few things planned. I'll let you take one of them, and I'll take the other. Okay. So for episode 20, um, we are going to bring in uh, my friend Brittany, who's been a longtime listener. Uh, long time. Long like time. That. Long Three time months, listener. You know she goes I mean? way back to the beginning six months ago. <laughs> Less than that, though. Less than that, yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about, I think we're going to, we're trying to shape what we're going to be discussing. But we I, haven't I really know, decided the topic. I know it's going to be a good one because she is really good at discussion and coming up with things on the fly. She has a very good style of communication. And we're going to be talking about, like, probably stuff involving social media. Uh, similar to what we were discussing on episode 14 and uh, some more other things. It's going to be a fun one for sure. So I'll pass it off to Joe for the other bit of news. The other bit of news, um, we've discussed it in the past that the Jake and Joe show is going to be a season-based show. Season 1, season 2, season 3 going forward. Episode 20 is the season finale, our first season finale. Uh, we have, I know Jake's got some stuff going on this summer. I like to keep my summer open for, you know, different things that we do or that I do, uh, with my wife and friends and that type of thing. So we're going to be taking a summer break. We're going to regroup our thoughts. We're going to plan out season two and we're going to come back in full swing. We don't know how long the break is going to be yet. I would expect, I don't even want to say, I don't even want to say, let's not even put that out there. Uh, just know that. Season 20 is going to be the season finale. Um, Episode 20 is going to be the season finale. What did I say? You said season 20. Season 20 is going to be the episode finale. <laughs> no, season... Episode 20 is going to be the season finale. So just yep. keep that in mind, guys. We've got a few more episodes. If you haven't listened to all of our previous episodes, that'll be the time to do so. Get caught up. I'm sure we'll continue to post on our Facebook oh, page. Yeah. And it's not going to be a long time. No, it's It's just not. going to be long enough to regroup and have us like look at our format see what we can do better um it's uh, admittedly it will be hard to look at season two with fresh eyes because we really haven't gotten a whole lot of feedback right um but we're gonna do the best we can and we'll definitely keep you guys informed on uh through facebook and whatnot so uh keep us fresh in your minds uh when we won't be gone long i i doubt I honestly doubt we'll be gone for like three months. That seems right. way too long in my mind. Right. Uh, well, yeah. Well, so we'll come back pretty soon. So that's about it, guys. Thanks for listening this week. We hope that you come back to listen in the future, and we can't wait to talk with you soon. Joe signing off. See you guys.